0: Monkeys. Aloha, Nicole.
1: Aloha, sunshine, and aloha, listeners.
0: Aloha, listeners. Welcome to the Zen Tiki Lounge, the tiki bar that lives in your head. Take two. (laughs) We're never too embarrassed to admit to the listeners that I muffed it up. Uh, It was not Nicole, even though this is her first time. Thank God. It was me. It was Sunshine. Let's put on some Moog music. And there's a reason why we're listening to Moog. Nicole, we always start with a cocktail.
1: All right. So I'm
0: shaking that. And I call this drink. I tested it on you. What was that? Tuesday night? Yeah. Uh, And you were like, I I could be on the podcast. And I was like, well, okay. And so here we are a couple of days later. Sometimes the ladies are busy, and it's nice to have new friends on the podcast. Yes. So I call this Moog Over Rita. <laughs> and the reason is because it is similar to a margarita in ingredients mm-hmm. and presentation, but- oh, it looks beautiful. It's a take on a margarita for sure. So let's try it. Okay. I've adjusted it since we tried it last.
1: Oh, my God. That is so good. That is so freaking good.
0: You really like it? I love it. So, listeners, you will get the recipe on Zen Tiki Lounge, like always. Hope you're enjoying the funky moog music in the background. Mm. One of the world's first synthesized instruments. Um, And it has its place in mid-century modern and a little tiki sometimes. But uh, anyway, so so what I did here is um, listeners know that I like to use a citrus melange when I'm making drinks. So just right. kind of a blend of citruses. And um, this is one of my go to's. Mm. So it is equal parts lemon, lime and orange. The orange happens to be cara cara oranges, which are those pink oranges, okay. not a blood red orange, but a cara So it's a little it's a little sweeter than an orange, but mm. it's got a nice pink color that makes the drink fun.
1: Oh, my God. Beautiful.
0: The the glass um, is a coupe versus a margarita glass, and it's rimmed with a grapefruit salt. And uh, the alcohol in here is, we've got some Añejo tequila. We have Grand Marnier, as you would in tequila, or in a margarita. And uh, we also have some Chile-infused vodka, Mm -hmm. which adds some fun to this. And then, instead of just a plain, simple syrup, I did a passion fruit syrup this time.
1: Oh, everything honestly is blending so well together. Like it's like, it's kind of like a Caribbean kind of feel and I love it, I'm living for it right now.
0: Oh, you're not just saying that?
1: No, oh my God. I will tell you when it's bad.
0: Okay, please, yeah. (laughs) Go ahead and tell me when it's bad. I I wouldn't mind if you did that. So (laughs) I'm gonna ask you, Nicole, Mm -hmm. because the listeners have to get to know you better. So you are my neighbor. I am. For quite a few years now. Yeah. We have a neighborhood, as some of the listeners know, we're very chummy. Like, we actually have wine nights and do things together. And um, so it's rare nowadays that you have an entire neighborhood where everybody knows each other.
1: Oh, my gosh. Is it And a neighborhood that's kind of like family-oriented? And I think that's probably what I love the most about this neighborhood is that we can talk to one another. If we need things, you know, we talk, you know, we watch movies, we have dinners. I mean, we're like our own little family, and I love it.
0: And and the drinking doesn't hurt.
1: Oh, my God. Drinking just makes everything better. <laughs> it makes the conversations 10 times better. Uh,
0: so I have at least one question for you, and it's drinking related, okay? Okay. okay. So before moving in here, mm-hmm. so this is what? We're on five years? Yeah. Is it that long? So before moving in here, what was a drink that you would go and order? Like, what would what, what did you consider a good drink?
1: My go-to... Was, believe it or not, Fireball.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Such an amateur, yeah. No, but Fireball was the go-to. But you're young. I am.
0: So that's okay. Uh, I'm learning. definitely of legal age, folks. <laughs> um, I've talked before how I will be sitting at uh, my favorite bar in Las Vegas, which is the Chandelier Cosmopolitan, and um, girls will walk up and order one of two things. Now, Fireball is kind of done. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not doing Fireball anymore, but it used to be Oh my gosh, can we get five fireballs at the make them doubles? <laughs> and the bartender says like, yeah, that'll be $116. They're like, it's yes, okay, it's right. her birthday. Right. Um, now it's more, oh my gosh, can we get three
1: Tito's and lime? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am not like, it feels like between between Tito's and vodka soda, those two, it's too much. Well, That's, that's in.
0: So whenever I hear somebody actually order something good, I'm, I like look at them and I check them up and down, like just to see like, who ordered that? Right. Um, now, who what do you, you what do you go for now? What do you prefer to drink now? It's a few years later. Mm,
1: I've become, I like margaritas a lot if it's made the right way by the right person. And really, and I'm not saying this to toot your own horn, you're probably one of the only people that I know who knows how to make a well blended Margarita or drinks where it's not too much alcohol. It doesn't make you quench a little bit. You know, it's it's the perfect medium Aside from that. I love wine. I'm a big wine girl you What do you me? have a
0: favorite varietal? Uh,
1: not P- really. Pinot
0: Noir for me. That's my favorite
1: it, Okay, let's say this if I had to if I Someone had a gun at my head for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. and I had to choose I'd probably choose a cab. I love cabs Okay
0: Cab is always a safe bet when you're in a casino because they always have it. They don't always have a Pinot Noir, but again at my favorite bar, the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> they do. They have an excellent Pinot Noir. I've even taken a picture of it and bought bottles at home because sometimes it's on the five cent wine cell at Bevmo. It's not a commercial, they don't sponsor it.
1: <laughs> and that's probably why it's your favorite of <laughs> your favorite place.
0: Yeah, that they have they they have stuff that I like. Okay, so um now we are going to uh, dig up the mail sack. Okay. And we're going to answer a listener question or two. Plus, we have a comment from the iTunes reviews, which I always love having a comment when listeners go over to iTunes and leave us a little five-star review. Anyway, so we will be right back here in the lounge with the man.
1: sounds like a little aggressive.
0: Aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing aggressive about the sack.
1: Oh, everything's Don't really, Everything no. has to be aggressive about the sack.
0: I don't I don't know about that. The more All aggressive right. the better. Let's put on some mail reading music. How about that? Does that sound like a good thing to do? That
1: sounds like a great thing to do. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so we've got some mail reading music and I've got one email and a comment um on the iTunes. Okay. So this uh, first one comes from Luis from Los Angeles, and he says, hi, Zentiki Lounge. I'm fairly new to rum, and I have two questions. What is the difference between Añejo and aged rums, and how can you tell if the rum you buy has added colors in it versus the color actually coming from the barrel aging or whatnot? Oh, wow. These are great questions. Yeah,
1: that's an awesome question.
0: In the world of tequila, there are actual rules, so if you call something añejo, it has to be aged for a certain period of time in a barrel. Okay. If it's, I think, extra añejo, then that's even longer aged in the barrel. Okay. Um, when it comes to rum, you can say añejo, and it just means aged. But because there's no real rules on rum, and and and. Um, Some distillers are wanting there to be rules, Mm -hmm. just like with with champagne. If you want to call it true French champagne, it has to be from the Champagne region in France. Right. Um, Same with um, some other cognacs and some other things. And if you want to call something bourbon, it has to be from a specific region in the United States. You can't just call it bourbon and be made anywhere, otherwise it's whiskey. Okay. So um sometimes it's just about where it is right and there are some rules but rum is like the wild west or the wild caribbean or whatever (laughs) you want to call it pirates of the wild caribbean there's very few actual rules although there are groups who are saying it's time that we had rules
1: okay not yet that makes sense nothing official yeah i don't i don't understand why rum wouldn't have rules i mean it it's really good quality, I like it. I mean, everything else has rules, why not have rum? What makes rum so well,
0: different? So one funny thing is, is like, I really have, n- I've never seen a rum that was not made from either sugar cane, okay. or molasses, or one of its variants.
1: Okay,
0: So it's always from a sugar product. Vodka's really interesting in that it also has very few rules, because you can make vodka from potatoes, okay, oh, rice, tangerines,
1: Oh my God.
0: It just needs to be a distilled neutral grain spirit, meaning it's, it's you're not doing it for the flavor.
1: Wow. You okay. just want
0: a distilled spirit that's gonna be clear at the end and you can mix it with anything or drink it on its own. Okay. But rum, when you say it's aged, it simply means that it's like more than a day old. <laughs> like it could, I think technically you could call it aged if it was in a barrel for a day. Right. I mean, I'm not sure, but um, so Añejo, is, so an example of that would be Bacardi Añejo 4. They okay. do a four-year Añejo. So that means it is aged for at least four years. Could be more, but it can't be less. But that's because they put their own label on it. Right. Um, but uh, Añejo, I think, is on rums. Listeners, send me a note if I'm wrong, simply because those rums are going to be distilled in a Latin or Spanish nation. Okay. Puerto Rico okay. is a good example of that. Some of the South American countries are good examples of that, and you may find that in Mexico as well. So in yejo being from Spanish, right. um, that is why that word is sometimes used, whereas it's when it's not distilled in one of those countries, it's probably just gonna say aged.
1: Right, okay. They're
0: going along with English and uh, colonization, and mm-hmm. English was the primary language, and da-da-da-da-da. Again, if I'm wrong anyone, just send me a note.
1: Uh-huh. I, I love that. I love the fact that, like, you know so much about it, but you're like, hey, I'm open to any suggestions. I totally
0: don't know everything. Sometimes it's just based on you've been to symposiums, you read stuff. Right. Um, but you remember incorrectly. Right. And you think you're right. And then somebody sends you an email and you're like, ah. Net and I always talk about it on, like, the next podcast. And I go, like, <laughs> I was schooled. It is what it is.
1: It is what it is. We all live and learn, don't we? Yes.
0: Now, the colors... Added in rum, so here's another thing.
1: I'm actually interested in that.
0: Most times now, if a rum, especially an amber or a dark, does not achieve that color from its natural aging in a barrel, for example, because maybe they just aged it in steel, Ew. which is not really aging, yeah. right? Or it, it just really sat in steel, that's not aging.
1: Doesn't sound too good.
0: Um. They can add, most commonly, caramel color. It's a very, it's a very common color added to food, beverages, alcohol, etc. And they can add that because maybe they did age it in barrels for four years, but they want it to appear darker, add a little more visual character to it. They can oh. add caramel coloring, and um, a lot of people, amateurs people moderately into spirits, they sometimes associate darker color with a better age or a better flavor, better taste, better aroma. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's true. not always true. So um, caramel coloring can be added to rum willy-nilly. Um, there's no rule that says they can or can't and how much they can or can't. Mm-hmm. Because again, rum has like no rules. So how can you be sure? Hmm. Go online and look it up.
1: <laughs> I felt a little deceived. I'm not going to lie.
0: Because uh, the... Distillers that don't add colors to their spirits, they're usually very proud of that. And so they will say no colors added somewhere in their language. It will let you know that they have not changed it in that way.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know what? I think, I mean, one.
0: Whiskey and bourbon, or whiskey can do the same. Whiskey can have color added. Yeah, especially if it's a, like the flavored whiskeys, uh-huh. those almost always have color added.
1: What's funny is, I mean, mind you, I would never know that unless I'm talking to you about it right now. But I feel a little deceived. I mean, you have these top of the line alcohols and you never know whether or not it's a natural color or if it's that way because it's added. What You know, someone added something to it. It's a little deceiving.
0: So I think that I I thought the European Union would be the first to do this, and they haven't done it. And so I'm thinking maybe it'll be the U.S. um, because people want to know what's in the things they put in their body, right? Right. right. Well, some people don't want to know, but depending
1: on what the topic is.
0: Yeah, but a lot of people do. And alcohol is one of those things where you don't turn around the bottle. Right. It doesn't say how many calories. Right. It doesn't say how much sugar, carbs, whatever. Right. It doesn't because they don't have to. I think it's time that we did.
1: Oh yeah. By all means, yeah. Uh,
0: And if somebody turns around a Malibu bottle with one of these labels on it, you will be like, holy
1: crap,
0: this is pure sugar. Which I've been telling you for 14 years on this podcast, (laughs) stop drinking Malibu.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Malibu is probably the worst thing I've ever tried in my entire life. That is not No, I will say
0: it is not the worst thing I've ever tried. But there's so many better options. Um, So anyway... I, I will just say that um, there's a lot of additives, but also I think we should know. So, you don't get an ingredient label either. Okay. So, like if you buy something called absinthe, you would like to think it might have some real wormwood in it. Uh-huh. It usually doesn't. But the ones who really want to let you know that they've done it from the traditional we'll method, it. they'll say wormwood is an ingredient. Yeah. Traditional wormwood uh, absinthe. Um, but um, more labels I am starting to see where it will say at least with natural flavors. But Nicole, did you know that natural flavors, like if it says natural grapefruit flavor, you know, it still doesn't have to have grapefruit in it.
1: Are you serious? Yeah. No, I did not know that because I thought if they said natural flavors, it's natural.
0: So all it means by the FDA okay. is if it says natural flavor. Uh-huh. It just means that whatever chemical was put in it has to come from natural means. Oh my God. So it's not a chemical synthesized in a laboratory, but it's a chemical that when you combine these 13 naturally occurring chemicals, Uh they just happen to taste like grapefruit. So we'll put it in this...
1: Okay. Can I just say, I'm done. I'm done because I count my calories. I'm done because I count on the fact that it says natural, you know, this or natural that. Natural is
0: is the biggest bullshit word on labeling for food and beverage in America. Oh my gosh. Just total bullshit.
1: And it makes it freaking impossible. I mean, it makes it impossible for someone to really know what you're putting into your body. And even in
0: organic, you can still put those natural flavorings because they're based in nature. Yeah. They're not just a chemical that strictly came from a laboratory. Right. It, it could be an actual food product that's manipulated, right. but it's still from nature. But
1: it's the fact that it's manipulated, which makes it deceiving. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so annoying.
0: It's terrible. Um, so let's see, do I still have it on the bar? Um, ooh, I do. We're going to, you have to talk amongst yourself for a moment while I rock around the back of the bar and grab one of my flavored rums that when you taste it okay you tell me if you think it tastes natural okay or
1: okay and i'm super super excited about this because ryan has the best nope, this alcohol. Is sunshine, here. sunshine has the best alcohol there is so i'm actually super duper excited um, I may not be as experienced with alcohol, but I am definitely one that's willing to try anything new. So let's see how this goes because I'm super stoked. I, I, I can't, I'm actually having a really hard time with the fact that it is um, natural. You know, they say it's natural, but it's not really natural. I'm having a hard time with that.
0: I mean, it's technically natural, but.
1: Technically, technically. I'm tech I technically wear real eyelashes, but no so the fake. first
0: one that we are going to try is Bacardi grapefruit rum. Yeah it says expertly blended for character and flavor.
1: oh
0: um, and this one does not say anything specific other than with natural flavors. So it doesn't say that natural grapefruit flavor. It just right. says natural flavors. So this is a good example of one of the ones where we don't really know what they mean by what are the flavors.
1: Right. Okay. Let's try it. And us go. Now
0: you said you like wine, but do you know how to slurp? Yes. Okay. So you want to slurp this. You want to aerate it and really like get it up in your okay. nasal cavity and then tell me what you think of it.
1: That does not taste natural.
0: What's it taste like?
1: It tastes artificial. It tastes like the flavoring of the grapefruit is is artificial.
0: Like crystal light.
1: Yeah, it tastes like candy. Yeah. Tastes just like candy. And that's what's dangerous, is when things start tasting like candy, you ask for more, and then it's a fun night from there.
0: Now, get it all out of there. We're gonna get new shot glasses, Okay. because now we're gonna try one where all the flavor is natural.
1: All right. The Come dog is in the way. at me with it, sunshine. I'm not going
0: to... So now we're going to try um, a coconut... It doesn't say coconut rum. It's a coconut liqueur, and it is from Cuba. Ooh. And um, a friend brought me this when she was lucky enough to go on one of the Cuban cruises. Um Oh, just a couple years ago before a certain president shut that down because <laughs> just
1: We're not saying any names.
0: OK, so now try this coconut liqueur from Cuba.
1: OK. Oh, my God, that tastes good. But it's hard for me to tell whether or not that's natural or fake. It tastes like a candy.
0: It does. Now just smell it. Smell it only.
1: It actually smells and tastes actually natural. I'm not gonna lie. It tastes like like uh, mind you, you're probably gonna say I'm wrong, but based off of my taste, because I, I like, you know, drinking the little coconut water and stuff like that, it tastes like coconut like I you know, it tastes natural to me.
0: So I looked I'm not gonna list the brand here, listeners, but I did some research on this one. Um it is essentially A neutral grain spirit, which means they're probably using vodka. Mm -hmm. They infuse both toasted coconut Mm -hmm. and coconut, raw coconut meat. Mm -hmm. And then it does say that they add flavor.
1: Okay. But a majority of it... But in Cuba,
0: there's an entirely different set of rules. So in Cuba, for all I know, flavor means natural. I don't know.
1: Okay.
0: But... um, This one definitely doesn't make your right eye wink and go like fake, 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 fake. Right. But they're again, still flavor. So you still because the labeling doesn't say they have to tell you. Right. You really don't know.
1: But, you know, the thing about the Cuban one uh, liqueur is that it tastes like it really does make you question whether or not it's real or, you know, it's just natural flavoring because it is that good. Like
0: it's really good. Yeah.
1: You're not, you know trying to scarf it down because it's, you know, it, it tastes artificial like the first one did, but that one is infused. Like it tastes really, really good. Real, oh my real. God, I love it. Oh my God, it's so good. That's actually pretty
0: dangerous. So
1: <laughs> if, if I was left alone with that, that would be a dangerous one.
0: Oh yeah, that, is, that makes Malibu look stupid.
1: Oh, beyond stupid.
0: <laughs> um, And if anybody's looking for something in the States that you can get that is far better than Malibu, Kaylani coconut liqueur would be the one that I go for. And mm. even more widely available, because Kaylani is really available in Florida and the in the South. Okay. It's not so much on the East Coast. Rum Clement Mahina Coco.
1: We're gonna have to write that one down. Good
0: freaking stuff. We can try that one later if you want.
1: Okay. All
0: right, so if you want to send us correspondence, send that to mail at Zend. Oh no, 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 no. I forgot. I forgot we had a comment from somebody on um the the iTunes. Um, this one is from Alex and and he says, I'm writing this because Starshine said the word moist just for me. Mm. Fun group of personalities. Always make Mondays and road trips go by a little faster. Love learning little bits of tiki lore and history, mixology and cocktail, tips and tricks, and new music sources along the way. Thank you from Dallas, Texas.
1: Oh well, we I like hope
0: that. you are defrosted by now. I really do. <laughs> I really we like do.
1: Alex. We like Alex.
0: Um so thank you for that now listeners. Go on iTunes and leave us a five star review. It's the only review we accept however in the words what you want to type and say about us you can say anything you want. Like <laughs> we like don't care. <laughs> be as dirty as you can be on iTunes without the comment being moderated. Um tell us what you think about Starshine's voice sounding like a 10-year-old boy.
1: Oh, it does not sound like a freaking 10-year-old boy. Comment
0: on the number of times I say um or ah and how it <laughs> drives you crazy. Whatever you want. As long as it's five stars, we don't care. Okay. So also go to Mel at zentiki Send us an email to that address. Send us your comments and questions so that we can listen to it here on the mm-hmm. podcast. Or sorry, listen to it. Answer it. Now that is my drink kicking in.
1: Hey, that's okay.
0: Um... The husband is nearby in the room and he's probably surprised that I'm going to tell him right now that I'm going to take a drunk nap after this podcast. He <laughs> just shook his head. No, absolutely not. Not surprised. It's a Saturday.
1: <laughs> you know what? You got to do what the husband says.
0: Oh, no, no, no. He would rather I stay up and actually do stuff. But <laughs> I need to... Right now, my goal is with my drunk naps is... Uh-huh. Um, okay. Tangent, because I don't know if I've shared this with you, Nicole. Okay. The husband and i love to go on cruises okay we haven't been able to do that in now actually a full year because right. we actually right right about this date right. today right we stepped off a cruise ship in new orleans oh my god like at mardi gras oh. the day after mardi gras finished wow um anyway but um and we were lucky because when we stepped off that cruise ship the cruise ships in japan were being quarantined things were getting really bad okay um we probably shouldn't have got on that cruise in hindsight but it worked <laughs> out so
1: yellow <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> yeah, Yola. That's exactly that's what the kids are saying. Um, so we like going on cruises, and um, I we get the all you can drink package, okay, and usually by midday. Mm-hmm. I've visited the casino after lunch, had another drink or two, and then I'm like, I need a drink You're ready nap. for a nap. Well, the husband doesn't nap. He just doesn't. So he goes up on deck and reads a book on his iPad. He listens to some podcasts. Okay. He, like, does some stuff like that. And he just knows, like, I need two hours of don't come in this room. Blinds <laughs> closed. Like, just, just don't. Just bright time. Yes. Sunshine.
1: Sunshine time. Oh, my Sunshine God. Sunshine
0: time. It takes a while. I know. Um. So, yeah. So I love a good drunk nap. And usually after recording the podcast, because it's usually on my Friday or Saturday, uh-huh. like I'm like, oh, this is a perfect time for a nap. And then I'll edit it later. All right. So we will be right back here in the lounge with a segment that I swear we have not had for probably five years. Ooh. We will be right back with Tiki News. Oh. And now, ZTL Studios from around the globe and your own backyard. Welcome to the news portion of the Zen Tiki Lounge. You know, we haven't done this segment in quite a while and that's just because I'm lazy. So I want to tell you about something that has just come up on our radar. The Tiki radar has actually not been functioning for quite some time. And really, that is just because unfortunately, it was based in Texas. And there's been some issues with the power grid in Texas. Mm. And so our radar has been down and we weren't picking up on all the world news and everything that's happening. But It's working again. And the important thing is that we have something to tell you about, and that is that AZTO, otherwise known as Arizona Tiki Oasis, is scheduled for April, and they are moving ahead with the event in Arizona.
1: Okay, and what is the event?
0: Oh, well, Nicole, I'm glad you asked. So, the event is a spinoff of the original event, Tiki Oasis, which has been going on in San Diego for 20-ish years now. (gasps) Okay. If you can imagine spending Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even Monday, if you want to buy the extended pass. Okay, okay at a hotel mm-hmm. where all 1000 dish rooms are occupied by people who want to do nothing other than drink rum drinks and dance to music for an entire four or five days, my
1: kind of vacation,
0: then, well, this is probably the, uh, the event for you.
1: Okay. Um, so
0: it's centered around Tiki, Polynesian culture, et cetera. And I know that people will say like, Oh, that's appropriation, blah, 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 blah. You know what? Don't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> But what's important is that uh, the the Tiki movement is still very strong, and Tiki Oasis is the longest-running event. And they did a spinoff several years ago where they went to the Valley Ho Hotel in Arizona. Okay. It is a mid-century modern, beautiful hotel with large rooms, a beautiful <sighs> pool. Of course, the constant Arizona warmth. Okay. Right? Oh. And if you want to do nothing more than put on your Tiki shirts— hang out by a pool, taste a bunch of spirits, including lots of rum, hear people talk about rum, Mm -hmm. Polynesian-style spirits, cocktails, go to a luau. Well, I mean, this is the event for you. And because of COVID, we have canceled all of these for the past year. So,
1: such a bummer.
0: The folks who bring us Tiki Oasis have just announced that they are going forward with Arizona Tiki Oasis. So what you want to do, is you want to book your room of course so i have pulled up here on the websites i have a little bit of information that you're going to want to know so for example hotel valley ho is the host event first you're going to go to az dot okay. because that's how you book your room now you're going to need to book your room for however many days that you want But I'm just going to tell you this right now. You're going to want to stay Thursday through Sunday. And if you do that, even with the cheapest room, you are going to drop about $800 on your room. It's about $239 per night. They are larger than average hotel rooms. And uh, the hotel itself, again, it is mid-century beautiful. It has been upkept and maintained Mm -hmm. to a mid-century standard that I think a lot of listeners of this podcast will listen to. And then... The only other thing you have to do is buy the $99 wristband for the weekend. And then from Thursday to Sunday, you can go to the majority of the events.
1: But I think I think that's reasonable. I mean, honestly, you're paying for the experience. You're paying for
0: the weather. The
1: weather. You're having a good time. I mean, the the amount of alcohol that you consume during that time will probably equal the amount that you're paying. So yes, some of the drinks reasonable. are actually
0: included with this, right? Right, right. So... Uh, we are recommending that you check out com, and you decide for yourself whether or not in the current situation with pandemic, vaccination, et cetera, that you would actually go. Um, masks are still absolutely going to be required at this mm-hmm. event, even though in Arizona, their governor has just said masks are no longer required. But the, uh, the organizers of this event are very responsible mm-hmm. and they are not going to allow it to be an unmasked yep. event because yep. they are booking it at a private facility. And they can apply their own rules, which is wonderful. So um, I believe they will put safety at the forefront. And it's really just a matter up to you. Do you feel that it's safe enough that you would actually attend? And at this point, especially if you've had one vaccination or you're about to be vaccinated, again, the event isn't until mid-April. Right. So we've still got more than a full month until then. More people are going to be vaccinated. It's a four-diamond resort I think it's going to be a great time. Well,
1: And I'm sure everyone has enough decency to respect everyone's opinion. So it's, it's, it should be a safe and fun environment to be around. Um, so I would encourage you guys to try it out. I know I most certainly will be.
0: And I'm schnockered.
1: I have finished my drink and I'm a little bummed out because I finished it quicker than you.
0: Tangent on this news segment. <laughs> have you seen the Anchorman? No. You need to watch the <gasps> Anchorman.
1: Oh, gasps! Okay, yeah, yeah. I you need to watch it.
0: <laughs> and here's and here's where I go. I had I have gone to Vegas okay. about a week ago, right? Okay. And uh, there is a slot machine that I love to play, and it's called the Anchorman. <laughs> okay. And the bonuses on this machine are very much like you're watching the movie. It is like tongue and cheek humor. Oh. It is hilarious. It is 1970s sport coat splendor. It okay. is, and it's also inappropriate because in after me too and several other movements, you could not live this life anymore, Yep. but people really acted like this. And so that's why we can look at it and laugh at it and go like, not funny anymore. Right. Right. right? But it's actually, you know, um, you watch that movie and you're like, Oh my God, this is really funny, but we would never do this now.
1: Can I just say something? I think it's absolutely hilarious how there are some movies that you'll watch right before, Two thousand and five or two thousand and ten, mm. where it's just pure comedy. It's hilarious. It's probably offensive, but people are not so sensitive to where it. You know, like it can't be inside of the movie. I I don't know. I just I have a hard time with there being certain overly sensitive things. I
0: I, I feel you. Like there there is some comedy that um, it needs to die. Right? It's not comedy anymore. Yeah. It may have been funny to people when it was said, but mm, not, not so much, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's there's stuff that I think should live in gray area because it also teaches us about the people who said it when they said it, right. when they said It's really right. important. Um, and questions like, would they say it today? Because if they wouldn't say it today, that's great. Yeah. Like that teaches you something yeah. about evolution.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and if they still would say it today, but the majority of society wouldn't, mm-hmm. Then it it shows you that some people can't come along for the ride.
1: Yeah, and then, you're actually you're 100. And it's good right. to learn that, right? Oh like, yeah. Sometimes
0: we don't need to talk to people who can't come along for the ride. And I think people grow, like my, like my parents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know your parents personally, but I know people I, grow. I, I,
0: I talk to them, but there are some things that they still say where I'm. I just you're say like, it's mm, not okay. No, yeah. Mm, no.
1: And I think people grow along the way. I think it's also good to be able to laugh at certain things. You know, yes. as long as you who, and, and oh. in moderation. Right.
0: In moderation. Okay. Now this next news item, we've been talking about this for a few podcasts now, saving the historic Maikai restaurant and Polynesian show in Fort Lauderdale. If we can save it, there was water damage in October. The roof uh-huh. caved in. It is truly the last outstanding Polynesian Tiki Palace in America oh where you God. could go to a bar. You could have a full dinner. You could see a full dinner show with fire dancers and luau and all the great stuff. There's gardens in the back. Everybody takes selfies and photos everywhere. And they're closed because of the damage. The bar on the front is open. Oh. but The rest is closed, and it could be millions of dollars to repair the place. So I want people to go to change.org and and search for save the Maikai, M-A-I-K-A-I, and sign the petition. It is now over 10,000 people that are trying to petition Florida specifically to make sure that it ends up on the historic registry and we save it, right? Yeah. So um, don't donate. This is not a site where you donate. I know change.org will ask for donations. That's donations to change.org. The Maikai is not asking for donations, we're just trying to get people to sign this petition, show the Mai Kai the love, and hopefully we can do something to save the place. But here's some here's some better news that has come out, and I know it's really vague. There are now sources saying that the family who operates and owns the Mai Kai may have found a way that they may be able to push forward, maybe reopen, maybe do the repairs that they need. This is all technically confirmed unconfirmed mm-hmm. as in it could still totally not happen because there's a lot of money involved here there's lawyers involved there's insurance involved there's all kinds of things involved but there could be a silver lining with the Maikai in Fort Lauderdale I have traveled there twice myself
1: you know what I need them to stay open so that I can have the opportunity to travel there because it sounds super duper cool um and for crying out loud, it's Florida. I don't know why they wouldn't save it. Who doesn't
0: want to see Polynesian Who boys
1: want to, oh.
0: dancing in front of you in a grass skirt oh, or less? You know I do. You tossing a baton that's lit on fire, swallowing it.
1: Praise Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. And that's all we have for the news today. Thank you for joining us. We will have more news for you very soon or in five years. We'll be right back. Nicole, we're back here in this antique lounge. How do you feel about that?
1: I feel happy.
0: You've made it through the first couple of segments. Okay. You've made it through some drinking. Woo. But how do you feel about trying just one more liquor?
1: I would be more than happy to try it more. And I feel more. like
0: I can't call this liquor. We have to call it rum like it should be called. Nicole, have you heard of a magical place called Lost Spirits?
1: No, I have not.
0: Well, let me tell you about Lost Spirits. Originally, Actually, not originally. But uh, where we were able to experience Lost Spirits was Los Angeles. Okay. In a warehouse. Mm. In part of downtown Los Angeles. Mm. There are some distilleries where you go and you walk into a room and you walk up to a desk. And you pay $10 and you get to try their stuff. Uh-huh. Or sometimes it's free. Okay. Depending on the state. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. They tell you all about it. They tell you how it was how it was uh, made, how it was aged, the distillation process, blah, 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 blah. Oh, but that's not how they do it at Lost Spirits. At Lost Spirits, you have to get on a boat and ride a merry-go-round Ooh. and go through a tropical jungle Ooh. and have some other very fun experiences. Yeah. It is the Willy Wonka of rum distilleries. And I'm talking about this for more than one reason. Oh, wow. They make an experience out of a distillery tour. And they do something that no one else is doing with spirits. So right now, the husband is showing Nicole pictures of the Lost Spirits Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm not gonna lie, I'm super freaking jealous. This is so cute.
0: But this is the part you gotta listen to. Okay. So this bottle mm-hmm. of Jamaican style rum that I have right here in front of me. Normally, this would take five to seven or even 12 years to produce.
1: Really? Oh my God.
0: But Lost Spirits, remember. Okay. They're just in a warehouse in downtown Los Angeles. They can do this in two weeks. Wow. So they took a mass spectrometer. Okay. This is a device that measures and looks at everything in its elemental properties and goes, this is what is actually in this stuff. Okay. Then they figured out using scientific methodology How do we recreate that far more quickly than nature would have produced it? Oh, wow. They have lights that shine on the distillation chamber that are as bright as the sun. And then they put wood in the liquid, Uh in the alcohol.
1: To get the taste.
0: To make the taste from the barrel aging happen Uh, in days.
1: Oh, my god! Instead of
0: years and years and years. So... Jamaican rum, the one that we're going to try because I think this will be the most interesting to you. Okay. Jamaican rum has what they call a funk and there is what they call, there's a pit where literally in some distilleries, it requires the spit of human beings into this pit Mm -hmm. of used molasses and other things and proprietal things, natural fermentation happening, microbes, probably bugs. All okay. kinds of stuff. And some human salivary spit, right? <laughs> right. Um, and it gives true Jamaican rums, especially the aged ones, a funkiness that you just cannot get. Okay. Without other processes. So we're going to try the Lost Spirits Jamaican Rum. It's 49.7% alcohol. This is one where you want to aerate. Give it a little, okay. as you try it, okay. it's high proof, be careful. Okay. And then tell me what you smell before you tell me what you taste. tasting.
1: Well, from the smell of it, I smell a very strong scent of rum. I mean, it has a particular stench, but I'm not entirely sure how to name it.
0: And why do you say stench?
1: Because it's it's sharp. Yeah. The smell is very sharp. Like Give have another smell.
0: Now, actually, put your nose in the shot glass. It should burn a little bit.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Any other aromas? alcohol (laughs) so that's astringent that's what we call that yeah
1: it's it's just i mind you i don't have the terminology to really name it but when i say that this is strong the scent of it is so freaking strong like i feel like it's probably singed my nose hairs a little bit now taste it (laughs) okay oh my god that tastes like black licorice
0: Ooh, that's a good one yep yes
1: oh that's good it's strong and coffee
0: nice there you go it tastes
1: like a mixture of black licorice and coffee which the combination together would be very hard to distinguish from without tasting it
0: you yeah there there's gonna be things that you will pick out when you taste it that yeah. you don't get in the aroma for sure same with a good wine oh wow good brandy.
1: that's really good okay I'm what gonna else let's see again. if you can
0: pick out one more thing okay i mean there's lots in there but
1: Okay, black licorice again, coffee.
0: How about brown sugar?
1: Brown sugar, you're very right.
0: How about, but have, it's you ever, very have, you ever, have you ever licked a stick of butter?
1: No, but it does taste buttery.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my God, okay. The reason why I'm saying that is not because when you taste it initially, you'll taste the butter. It's the aftertaste. Right. It's the aftertaste that tastes buttery. Wow. That's a really good combo, but you know, all of those mixed together, you would never be able to to taste the difference in each one just by smell, like not taste by smelling it for me at least.
0: Yeah. You're going to have a different experience from tasting and smelling, and then you put it all together. Right.
1: And then it's smooth.
0: See, that, that's just some of the fun we have here in the lounge. Now, lots of podcasts and videos—they're out there. They're—they're tr- they're doing stuff like this too. They're introducing people to stuff and mm-hmm. trying to help them experience new things. Um, a bottle of this stuff is—is—is is, is forty dollars or under. It's not expensive, and that's one of the fun things about Lost Spirits Distillery is they produce this stuff in a matter of weeks instead of years, so you're not paying a hundred plus dollars a bottle for it.
1: Right, and so, it's quality.
0: Yes, and I have a couple of their their varietals up there on the shelf. But I am so excited that they are now opening a second Willy Wonka of distillery tours in Mm. Las Vegas. It's at a place called Area 15, and I have not been to Area 15, folks, yet. And here's why. I was going to go on my last trip. I did not anticipate that the tickets would be completely sold out for the period that I went. Mm -hmm. So I um, I, uh, I, I may be going to Vegas again soon. And, uh, I, I feel I like buy... Vegas.
1: Vegas is your your home.
0: Oh, it's my jam. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it is like you know how on that stupid show Cheers they say like yeah. well, everybody knows your name. <laughs> well, not everybody knows my name, but half of Vegas knows my name. I was so. gonna say Sunshine.
1: <laughs> I think everyone knows Sunshine. And
0: sometimes people will call me on it and they'll be like, Nah, 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 nah. Nobody knows who you are. Like whatever. And then I'll be like, Well, let's go for a drink here. And then the bartenders from a distance are like, hey, you're back, hey, have a seat. And
1: you're like, um, you were saying?
0: Yeah, Um, which just means I drink a lot of the same (laughs) drinks, but that's okay. Um, But that also means that they are good bartenders because they remember people who come frequently. Right. Um, So, Lost Spirits is opening a location in a place called Area 15 in Las Vegas. It's just behind the Strip. And they have a Meow Wolf art installation there, plus some great bars and restaurants and things that are going on. It's basically one of those things where you're going to go through these walkthrough exhibits where you just want to selfie the crap out of it. And you never know what's going to be behind a door when you open it and walk through it or a tunnel you have to dive into or all kinds of fun stuff. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. Lost Spirits could open any day. They're just saying early 2021. And I say if you're early 2021, it has to be before March is over. Right, right. Because then we're mid-2021. Oh. In my opinion.
1: And then we need to keep an eye out on it.
0: Yeah. I think I just dropped my phone. <laughs> and that's why I always put a case on that bitch.
1: You know what? We all need cases.
0: <sighs> well, you know, it's not a bad thing. Um,
1: Nicole. Uh, apparently, except for Tim, because Tim Tim's
0: yeah, he a doesn't. med genius. Um, now that you've had uh, 40, 45 minutes here in the lounge. Okay. Do you want to talk about anything? Do you have any questions about anything?
1: Okay. From someone who's learning about all of this, what made you want to first start this podcast?
0: Uh, I built a bar.
1: Which is, by the way, listeners, it is absolutely beautiful, if you guys can see. It wasn't
0: this one, though. There was a previous not-so-good version. Okay. But I built it with a friend, and um, we just didn't use it enough. We had, like, liquor behind it, and we had some glasses that somehow gotten our luggage coming home from vegas i don't know but we just didn't use it enough and so i was talking to one of my friends who i worked at a certain place with and um we, we just didn't really come up with anything she was like well you could host like you know a weekly cocktail party or something like that but people just weren't like into that which was surprising um and then i was on itunes okay and I came across something called Podcasts. Okay. And the very first podcast I listened to was Wanda Wisdom. She's a drag queen who mm-hmm. lived in Minneapolis recording from her boyfriend's basement. Yep. And so I listened to that and I'm like, well, this is kind of fun. I like that you can listen to it. It's like a radio show on TiVo. And this was roughly 2006-ish. And... Uh, Podcasts had just become listed on iTunes at that point. Right. So before that, you could still listen to podcasts. They weren't called podcasts yet. They were just like internet radio. Or right. They, it was all right. kinds of different things. But I was like, I could do this. And I could do it better. Okay. And I know that I've done it better because Wanda Wisdom stopped. Okay. Well, also, she got a career in actual news media. But, um, uh, you know, she's probably the most famous drag queen in the Minneapolis area. Mm-hmm. Or she would say, area. <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) You can't make fun of us Southern people.
0: So I said to my friend, I said, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast with me? she was like, WTF is that. And I explained it to her. And she said, sure, whatever. You're going to make me drinks, right? So um, I would make her, we would have a new drink every episode. Okay. And when podcasts were really new like that, people just started listening to us all over the world. Yeah. Germany, Australia, um, Netherlands. Um, all kinds of places. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, And it was just, it was just like probably a few dozen people, then a few hundred people. um, And I really never saw that coming. Like I was super surprised that that happened.
1: Well, and I think what's really cool about this whole thing is that not only are we learning about drinks so that we can, you know, kind of school some people when we go out with their friends, but at the same time, like you're funny and you give oh, like we'll all these, start. you know what, I'm just, I'm just tooting your horn right now, aren't I?
0: Yeah, a little bit. But that's <laughs> that's a little bit of the expectation when you come on the podcast.
1: But I think all in all, it's, I mean, this is a really good podcast to listen to, especially for those who aren't as familiar with alcohol, uh, really Here's the know, moment of
0: truth. What? Have you listened to the podcast a full episode before today?
1: You know what? I will.
0: Ah ha ha, but she hasn't, but that's okay. <laughs> Because, like no one has before they sit in that chair. That is correct. <laughs> and then they will listen to the one they were on. Oh, you
1: want to know what's funny? As I, I, as much as I like love doing this, my voice, I'm like, oh, no.
0: Your voice sounds great. Really? Yeah.
1: I hate listening to my voice. But no, thank like,
0: you. <laughs> do you want? We can we can play with a little bit.
1: Give me a deep voice, a man voice.
0: Um. Well. Let's see here. Um, How about we change your tone a little bit? So right now you're on high, but let's go to deep. So keep talking.
1: Okay. Okay, I'm talking, I'm talking.
0: So this is a little deeper. Okay. This is a little higher. Okay. But that's not that's not that much. Um, Let's see what else we can do here. The husband's fooling with your levels too.
1: That's okay.
0: No, that's just volume. That doesn't do anything.
1: I think, yeah, so I think just my, I don't know. I don't know, I think everyone has that though. Everyone has it where they hate listening to their own voice. So like I've listened to other podcasts and to be quite honest, part of my vanity wants to listen to myself too. But then once I hear my voice, I'm just like, oh girl, no. I
0: I will tell you, it was probably the first two years before all of a sudden something switched to me and now I think this is my normal voice. And Instead just,
1: of how you talk normally
0: well you just you sound differently without headphones on to yourself
1: oh yeah that's true right that's very
0: so true. like if you take if you take the headphones off this is a totally different experience with your voice than when you're actually magnifying oh, your own voice into your ears
1: i wonder how i wonder why that works that way because i'm not lying to you when i hear myself on camera or on record or whatever I sound completely different than how I sound when I'm talking on a daily basis.
0: But if you ask other people, they're like, no, that's yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know what that is. I've never got understood that. Here's why. That.
0: When you're speaking, uh huh. air, sound vibrations, they're coming out of your mouth. They're coming out of your nose. Mm-hmm. But also there are vibrations inside your skull, inside your head, and in between your ears. That makes sense. So you're not just hearing what comes out, you're also hearing what's inside you.
1: That makes sense, yeah. Then
0: when you hear your voice, when you're not talking, when it's recorded, you are only hearing the part that comes out of your mouth.
1: Right. That makes sense. You're not
0: hearing your inner echo, your and inner like, vibrations.
1: And I'm like, oh shit, that's what I sound like.
0: <laughs> and it's different, right? And yes. So the, the recorded and then played you, yeah. That's the real you that everybody else hears. Wow. Well, and I have come to love my real you.
1: Oh. Magic. I mean we, except my waistline. We should you know what, your waistline is perfect. We should do a singing. We should stay. We should sing.
0: I am not that drunk. I am not drunk enough to do karaoke. You don't same. have
1: to be drunk enough. You can sing whenever you want to. Let me put on some <laughs> Beyonce. I'll be singing all day.
0: <laughs> um, we, are, we are about here at the end of the podcast. Now, you did ask me one question. Do you have any other questions, any other curiosities that you'd like to talk about here?
1: Um, for people that are wanting to venture out, try some different alcohols or, you know, just kind of test the waters a little bit. How would you advise they go about that?
0: The first thing I would say is, everyone probably gravitates towards one spirit that they've gotten used to or they feel comfortable mm-hmm. with, whether it's tequila, vodka, rum, whiskey, bourbon, gin, etc. cetera. Um, so I would say two things. If you haven't already said, oh, I like this particular brand of gin, try a higher end one. Just go buy yourself a highly rated higher priced bottle. And then compare it to the one that you normally drink. Do you really like the higher end one better? Some people don't. They're like, this price is not worth it. Mm -hmm. That's something to explore. Right. Then the next thing I would say is, if you are a gin drinker or a rum drinker, um, are you just drinking it in mixed drinks or are you actually just drinking it? Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have tried it alone, Mm -hmm. neat, by itself in a glass with just a cube of ice also try it with just a splash of water so take one ounce of the spirit that you like and add a quarter ounce just a little skosh of water mm-hmm. swirl it around and drink it the water opens it up really it doesn't do that to vodka because vodka ain't got no flavor right but it does it to gin it does it to whiskey it does it to bourbon it does it to rum it does it to tequila um so you, you add just a splash of water my grandmother always used to drink scotch and water
1: right Okay. Ooh, I have another question, but continue.
0: So we'll finish this one real quick. So then the other thing I would say is just try some other random spirit that you hear your friends order that you don't drink normally. Okay. And just try it. And again, try a low end, try a high end. Mm -hmm. You might actually find, and this is how I found out I like gin. I like a good moderate gin. Okay. Not too juniper, not too herbal, not just not too much. But I like a good moderate London dry gin. I know that I like that now. And that is how I want my dirty martini. I want a dirty gin martini with a London dry. That's how I know it. But I didn't know that until five years ago. Okay. Even though I've been doing all this and I've got all those gins up there. Right. I, I, I didn't know, right? Right. Um. So let's roll it back. Take the spirit you like. Try a higher end version if you haven't tried one and just try to tell your, find out your serious love. Is the higher end version better for me? And do I just like what I like in right. that one? Or maybe try another moderately priced one and then also try a totally different spirit. Okay. And then do the moderately priced, the higher end, highly rated though, not just highly priced. Right. Highly rated. Right.
1: And see if you can and taste it. And find out if you actually
0: else. find something new that you like, because now I, rum is still my favorite. Followed by whiskey and bourbon. Okay. Followed by gin. Okay. Followed by tequila, which a couple years ago, tequila would not even have been on my list, but I've had some really great tequilas in the last couple of years. Um, And I don't even know if I have a number five, but those...
1: Those are the top. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My last question for you would be... Good, because we're almost out
0: of time. (laughs) Don't be sorry.
1: Is the mind you the name of it it slips my mind but it is a turtle whiskey like turtle candy flavored caramel caramel turtle candy flavored whiskey
0: I know what caramel turtles are Um, alright we're looking this up Okay. let's see if we can find it um google says this one no, not that one. We can go back, it's okay. There's more than one. The third one. So this is, oh come on. <laughs> Safari's like, nope, I can't show you that. <laughs> the
1: one the one that I want him to see is the one that's. Well, it show. says
0: that it is the Ballatin Caramel Turtle American. That is Whiskey. the one. And apparently there's there's multiple distillers who do this stuff. I've never heard of it. Now I know what a caramel turtle is. It is um, milk chocolate poured over I don't know what kind of nut it is. Is it a
1: pecan? I think it
0: may be pecan. or, or, with, or with, with also caramel.
1: That's correct. Right? So it's this yeah.
0: clumpy, chocolatey, nutty mess. Yes. And they're delicious. Um, and apparently there is whiskey flavored like
1: this. Uh-huh. And so I tried it, and it tastes just like candy. My question it is... It no if longer they,
0: tastes like whiskey, though.
1: It does not taste like yes, whiskey.
0: I have a problem with that.
1: Which goes back into the whole naturally flavored and what's infused in it but they have a chocolate one that i don't agree with
0: oh my god you I are about to try it. something amazing <laughs> <laughs> you, have nowhere to be, right? <laughs> you are going to try no she canceled your date i she, did she didn't flake she just said no thank you
1: yeah i was like no nope.
0: you tell actually Tell the listeners about why you decided to skip on this date because he's not listening.
1: Yeah, you know, I think dating nowadays is so, I don't know, it's just so weird. Guys are not as committed as they should be or whatever the case may be. But at the same time, I have more fun with the people in my surroundings than I do going on a date with some random guy. And I feel like, you know what, if I can drink and have fun and hang out with the people that I actually care about, I'd rather do that. And whatever guy decides to come along the way, he will come along the way. So in the meantime, I will be having fun with no Brant, no with sunshine to to and again. husband
0: tall, tall, as they
1: find me a chocolate whiskey yes. to try, which I'm still opposed. Oh, no. I oh, don't yeah. You know. have the headphones
0: on. He can't hear me. <laughs> and that was dating with Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: we're opening up the chocolate one.
0: This is... So we talked about natural flavors and unnatural. This is a rum.
1: Oh, my God. The smell of it smells just like chocolate. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And has has been once.
0: (laughs) It is 100% real cacao infused. This one is natural in the real sense. Okay. Um, We came across these folks at one of the... Uh, one of the room parties that we did and um, I've been a fan ever since so let me read you this it's aged five years in bourbon casks distilled in antique copper stills it's blended in Panama a hint of rich dark chocolate Yep. should be sipped savored or mixed and neat on the rocks so we're enjoying it neat so it's dark rum infused with cacao
1: Okay, are you ready?
0: I'm ready. Try it.
1: Are we trying it all three, husband? Okay, three, two, one. Oh, my God. That tastes just like freaking chocolate. That's better than what I expected for it to be.
0: So when it comes to making a drink, that calls for chocolate, and there's quite a few of them, especially <laughs> um, after dinner drinks and things like that. They'll they'll call for creme de cacao. Um, I um I don't use creme de cacao anymore. I use the Salvare cacao.
1: That's chocolate really infused good. Rum. That's really good because it carries the flavor of chocolate already. So whatever you add on to it is just going to oh, enhance the flavor. when you mix
0: this shit with vanilla and coconut. Oh. So I remember how you came over the other day and uh, the other neighbor was like, what are those Girl Scout cookies doing there? Yeah. And I said, well, those are cocktail garnishes because I make a drink called Samoan Delight after (gasps) the Samoan cookie from the Girl Scouts. And this rum goes in that.
1: Well, guess who you guys are gonna know It's gonna be trying that? It will be Nicole.
0: <laughs> we can make that happen. We can make that happen. All right, we are here at the end of the Zen Tiki Lounge Podcast. Nicole, I wanna thank you for joining me here in the lounge. Thank I hope you, you, for you had having, a good time. I had
1: a more than a great time. Thank you for having me.
0: So we're going to go ahead and play us out by turning the music up a little bit. And I'm gonna take a nap. What are you gonna do?
1: I am probably gonna go stuff my face with fries. You're gonna what? stuff my face with french fries oh okay oh mcdonald's fries are the best don't you have a driver don't, don't judge me hmm?
0: you have a driver uber eats oh my god <laughs> all right well whatever makes your tummy happy all right uh thank you for joining us here in the lounge and until next time mahalo